The views and opinions expressed in the Humanizing the Headset podcast are those of the authors, guests, and hosts of the podcast and do not necessarily reflect the opinion or position of Humanizing the Headset as a whole. This podcast may contain adult language and adult content. First responders, welcome back to part two of what you should know before you apply. If you haven't already, go ahead and check out part one. Otherwise, this really isn't going to make any sense. Enjoy. Um, so we yeah. did have some submissions from our, on our Facebook page about things that we wish we knew before we started this career. So yeah, yeah just we'll recap really quickly. Uh, very heavy into IT. Uh, lots of paperwork. Lots of paperwork. Yeah. Um, you're gonna feel stupid. You're not stupid forever. <laughs> that's that's just not gonna stop. You're, gonna <laughs> you're just an idiot now. I feel just... stupid right now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you're gonna make shut mis- up, Norm. You're gonna I... make mistakes, and it's okay. So well, I'm wondering if I should feel stupid now. I feel left out. You probably know. should. I probably should. Um. So. <laughs> Kathy, Kathy from our Facebook page said, how many uh, non-emergency, non-police matters people call for? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, and this is, this goes back to Norm talking about uh, you start not liking people. Uh, People call the police department for the strangest things. We've talked about this before. We've touched on it. We've told stories about people calling for weird things. But um, stuff that I would never think to call the police department for, people call the police department for. I had someone call to ask what time it was. Yeah. I'm like, are you calling from your cell phone? Yeah. yeah. People do that to us all the time. <laughs> I had that early in my career. On 911, it was an elderly lady. Mine was oh, yeah. So and we, and we talked about that where yeah. you told you were like, are you aware that you're calling 911? I've had yeah. people call just for all kinds of strange things. Um, So, yeah, know that like all, the majority of your calls are not these huge, crazy emergencies. Right, right. Um, and I think that's also probably a misconception well, about our job. And it, I think sometimes it's the areas too, right? It so, is, yeah. It definitely depends on what area you're you know, living in. If for you're us... Living I, in a bigger city, it's probably going to be more frequent. Yeah. Um, well, and it also depends because what I was thinking is we get... So Halloween is a great example. People will call us for trick-or-treat times. Don't ever... We're, don't ever do that. It's yeah. Look at all. look at your town's website That's or their Facebook page. Correct. I don't, don't know why you think the police department dictates what time trick or treating is. Check your neighborhood. And Facebook here's the stupid page. part. We know we know what time it is because so many people call and ask for it. We just get the information <laughs> right. so that we can give it out to people. Yeah. Same thing with fireworks. But that, but you know why? You know why we know? Because we started requesting the damn answers because we knew people were right. going to call us right. and and in some way shape or form we feel obligated to give them the answer yeah um so and that's you know using that as the example that's one of those things that people will just call about and you're like really like i let me google it for you and i've literally said let me google that that for you let me look it up on the internet for you because i'm not sure everybody will ask a question when you have the greatest resource right at hand. We all have tiny computers in our pockets. Use them. That's right. Stop looking at cat videos for 10 seconds and look up the phone number that That's you're right. looking for. Right. Well, what fun is that? I know. I know. But exactly. even like I, and I love, <laughs> this is like one of my favorite stories about this officer. And uh, I'm sorry to like call him out, but I'm going to call him out. One of our officers one year asked me over the radio, 
um, if if I could tell him whether or not he would be able to see the fireworks from where he was standing currently. Mm. Let me just repeat that so we understand. <laughs> An officer radioed me and asked, can I see the fireworks from the grocery store parking lot? And I was like, are you currently in the grocery store parking lot? He's like, I am. Do Look you up. See the Do you see the fireworks? Yeah. I don't fucking know. I'm in a basement. Mm. Why are you asking me? Right. And he called me and he was like, that was a really dumb question, wasn't it? And I'm like, yeah, right. I don't know why you're asking me. <laughs> and guess what? I can't see the fireworks. <laughs> and he's like, so I don't know why he, I asked you either. Like, crap. it's just become like a habit to rely on dispatch to answer these. That I really, correct. what I meant was, yes. where are they launching them from? And I was like, oh, they're launching and them that from was... this point. But like, I don't know. I can't see shit from where I'm at. I'm right, in the basement. Right. I don't I have windows. Right. right. Yeah. But we were we tease him about that all the time. Yeah. Like if you I don't know, do you hear a big boom? Look up. Do you right. see anything? Right. Then yes. Are you gonna you can call me them. and tell me it's shots fired? Yeah. Um the uh <laughs> the uh that was part of my point. We become the experts for the catch all for on everyone. Yes. Yep. Everyone yep. and everything. So everything in your department, <laughs> if they don't know, they call you. It doesn't matter. It could be something that is police only that they would only know. Like what do I have to put in this report to say this? Are you fucking kidding me? You're like, like I no I've idea. never, first off, we don't even have access to your reports. We mm. can't see them. And we've never written one up. No. And no, I've never do. been a police officer. Maybe I've played with handcuffs, but I've never been a police officer. <laughs> oh, okay. Indeed. Okay. All right. But yes, it, we were all kids do. once. Kids, right. Oh, right. Yeah. As children. What were you guys thinking? Anyway. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Nothing. Um, but we do. So not just in your department, but the public as well. Mm-hmm. So, and they, it's they, interesting. They become reliant on us as a catch-all. I had like, an, I had we an are their Google. Epiphany. We are. We are. I had an epiphany while we were sitting here a little bit. And it, you know, I probably had this thought before. So maybe it's a double epiphany. I don't know. Like a double He's rainbow. He's so old that he forgot um, that he had it. And had it I know. A re-epiphany. Repiphany. Yes. Yes. See? That sounds like a name. Anyway. It does. We're not going down that road. (laughs) Um, Oh, man. I have so many things to say. (laughs) Um, I just had a minor meltdown. All right. Bear with me. Bear with me. I'm catching up to myself. Um, So in regards to becoming an expert at your department or in the community, I think sometimes we get upset with these calls. And we get calls that come through, uh, so like our public works department. Yes. After hours, any calls that go to public works yes. come into our yes. agency. Right. And so I'm they like, why am I fielding us, calls for the water department? I don't right. fucking know. And you know what? They didn't call us. Right. They got transferred there. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But we, we, our first initial reaction is, why are you asking me? Why did you call me here? And then you have to put two and two together because you assume it's, again, another dare I say, stupid question. Right. You know, it's not stupid to them because they're trying to figure something out and they got (laughs) routed to you. Yeah, sometimes they do get like routed to you or incorrectly routed to you at times where you're just like, I don't even know how you got this phone number. So you got to know that that's that's going to happen. And it took me, I don't know why it hit me while we were talking about it just now, but it's like, okay, personally, I have to stop and go, Okay, I need to look at the phone and see where it came from. Now, yeah. you know, the water department, public right. works, I automatically know the vill- that. village hall but or town hall or I whatever. I have to pay attention to when people call in and they're asking, how did they get over to me? Um, and sometimes we'll ask that. Well, how did you come by calling right. me? You know? Well, and that's so, yeah, Kathy points that out, that we do get a lot of, like, weird uh, non-emergency calls that don't really make a whole lot of sense. And we're just like, why did you... 
the majority of your calls are going to be non-emergency calls, just yeah, FYI. For sure. Um, there's another comment down here that I think is really important is understanding the geography and importance of familiarizing oneself with street names, highways, hotspots for calls, etc. Yeah. If you do not live in the jurisdiction that you're applying for, um, I would highly, highly suggest driving around. Yeah. Repeatedly. On your own time. Repeatedly on your own time, during training, before training, after training, on your days off. Um, go eat at some of the restaurants, go shop at some of the stores, mm-hmm. go drive, get like literally get lost. You have a phone, you have a smartphone, yeah. you can, you can figure it out, but get lost. Like don't use your navigation, just drive around, see where you end up because, um, we all have aerial maps, right? Of our jurisdictions. Mm-hmm. You can't, those all, those aren't always up to date and you can't always see the geography of the landscape. So like Correct. we have a lot of hills around us. Um, in one of our towns and on the aerial map you can't see that right but people will call and be like yeah it's really icy on the hill and i'm looking at this street and i'm like well, i don't know where the, fuck the hill is on the street because right. it's just a straight line to me right but if you've driven around you'll know like oh the hills uh, right about here right. in front of this house so um yeah familiarizing maybe, yourself with maybe the there's four hills but there's one they specifically call the hill right yeah you know, so exactly. that's learning something about the area that you're in because that's where everybody does this so that's what it's known as yeah even though it isn't technically known as that yeah that's what they call it so you have to know you have to be able to interpret what people are telling you yeah the time when it comes to that absolutely so. and learning the geography of your of your jurisdiction is super important especially if you're dispatching for police and this is like a weird one again when we put people through police training um, this is another thing that happens to every trainee, and I remind them that they're not stupid. When you have officers pulling traffic stops at intersections and you've never heard these two street names before, it's literally going to sound like Russian to you. Mm. You have to know, I don't know how to make this make sense, but you have to know what you're listening for in yeah. order to understand the transmission. So if you don't know a single street name in your town and your officers are pulling traffic stops, those street names are not even going to sound like words. Yeah. It's going to sound like nonsense until you know what the street names are and then you understand what you're listening for. Yeah. Hopefully that makes sense to people. But well, yeah. And, yeah. And not and beyond that, some streets may literally be a Russian street name. Right. right? Yeah. Like you know, we weird... have some Native American ones around here that, first off, you can't spell it and good luck pronouncing it yeah. until you've been here a while. We should you probably know. go over those in my training. Mudjikiwis. Oh, yeah, Mudjikiwis. That's the spell that one, folks. Um, pop, pop quiz, hot shot. Who gets a prize? <laughs> um, don't Google it. Just call us on the non-emergency line. We'll spell it for you. <laughs> yeah. we'll Google it for you. Spell this street name? Are you kidding me? Okay. Um, I'm not bitter at all. The... Uh, <laughs> I'm sarcastic a lot. If you guys didn't pick that up, um, what? No, know the businesses. No, like start to learn their nicknames. Yeah, we have resources in our CAD that actually allows us to enter. Um, eight, we call them alias addresses or alias locations. Yes, correct. So, like, um, if Joe's Auto Body Shop used to be Frank's Hot Dog Stand, uh, we'll put it in both ways. So that when someone calls and they're like, oh, there's a there's a guy over, I don't know what it is now, but it used to be Frank's hot dog stand. You can look that up in our CAD. But That's like, awesome. we also just know, like yes. we, we start to recognize that that used to be that. Why are you <laughs> laughing at me? I'm <laughs> laughing because my thought process was it went from Frank's hot dog stand to Joe's, you know, 
machine shop or mechanic shop and I'm I'm thinking about somebody stuffed a hot dog in a tailpipe and this is I'm trying to pay attention but you know I'm not gonna fall from the banana. <laughs> yeah I'm not gonna fall from the banana in the tailpipe. Yeah. Um anyway, I'm sorry. Oh my I, it's god. It's like the second like, time we referenced that movie in like oh a week. Oh my yeah. god. Um but yeah like start to learn the nicknames, start to learn the weird things that people old business names or you know it used to be the Yeah. It used to be the old lady Winter's house, and now it's the library. I don't freaking know. Right. Just learn all that shit, right? Because right. um, it's important, and yeah, you'll have people that call and they don't know how else to reference it to you, so right. you're just stuck with trying. To Does anyone it out, right? know what used to be the old Jelly Belly factory? Because I don't know what this guy's talking about. Yeah. And you're like exactly just trying to figure it well, out. Well, and you know that the alias part is actually pretty cool. I don't think we have too many of them by us but like using the hill example if you know it's a snow hill but it's not an actual location but you know it's at this intersection you could rename that intersection with the alias to call it the hill so that it brings you right to where you need it to be which is which is awesome i mean we have the same functionality obviously for business names and aliases and you know so that you can type it in one way and it actually finds it versus you have to be perfect at it you know this way um in the jurisdiction, not sorry, not just the geography thing, you know, by us, all three of us, the, you know, the weird thing is we're in an area that has a bunch of lakes, you know, it's called the yes. chain of lakes. And there's a lot of streets that are named Lake, Lake Avenue, Lake Street, and then a lot Lake of shores, Drive, West Shore, Lake East Shore. Shore. Lake, northeast shore lake west space lake south shore. yeah so it's it's two words not just one word exactly so and you have to know this because it's important because you might have a duplicate address but one of them is in an d- entirely different area yes because that space between the word lake and shore makes all the difference and sorry to say folks there's if you pay attention to the news at all there's many cases where people have responded to an alarm at a similar address on a similar street, but the difference was uh, street versus drive, right? Yes. Avenue, and somebody got hurt because of it. Yeah, you know, it's an alarm call, and somebody answered the door because they thought someone's breaking into their house, and somebody gets shot because of it. Um, and and that's real shit. You know, that's not something you no, really think about before you come to work here because you're responsible for that. Right. If you put the wrong address in and dispatch somebody to the wrong damn place, it's going to be a bad day for you. Right, and so, we I think we've touched on that before too, yeah. like the importance of uh, getting that in there correctly because it could, the smallest piece of information could make or break a call. You bet. Um, and yeah, it's, I don't know, it's a lot, it's a lot to think about. It day. is a lot to think about <laughs> and it's, but again, like you guys said before and you touched on in training uh, with feeling stupid, you, you're... It's just you can only absorb so much. Right. And you're going to learn things forever. And guess what? You're going to forget stuff. Yes. What was it I asked? I asked a question yesterday. I'm like, what is Language this? Line. Oh, yeah. So we have a the ability to do a – that's the call that I needed to print out. I, we now have I remember. Same, yeah. Okay. So I spent <laughs> half of my shift yesterday. I had to use an interpretation service because the person spoke Spanish, and I tried my best, you know. Um, but I couldn't get it out of them. Usually, at least if I can get some information, I can get a call entered and we can go help them out. Right. And, uh, I had to use it. So we have to keep track of those because it's a service that gets paid for and it gets billed. So they need to know when you've done it. So we have to, um, 
we have to make a copy of the call and all this other stuff. But I couldn't remember the process because I hadn't used it in a couple of years at least. Yeah. Right. I was like, what the hell do I have to do again? And Brendan's like, oh, just make a separate call and print it out and put it in so-and-so's mailbox for billing. Okay. Got it. Well, I never printed out the call. So I guess I'll be doing that today. <laughs> I, I make the joke all the time that like when I, we have so much information in our brains, right? That I feel sometimes when someone reminds me of something that we're supposed to be doing, I'm like, that must have just fallen off the end. Like that piece of, I have so much stuff in my brain that that piece of information just got dumped out at some point yeah. And I have no recollection of ever even knowing it. Correct. We we have decided what we're <laughs> like keeping we, and what we're not. Someone keeping. will be like, "We've always done that," and I'm like, "I've never done that." And they're like, "Here's ten examples of you doing it in the right. past," and I'm like, "Shit, I don't remember doing that ever." Right. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, because ten other things have happened since then, and I've completely forgotten about right. them. Right. I told my trainee because uh, repetition is key here. You're not going to remember anything until you do it like ten times. Least, right. Yeah. Um. So I told her I do very <laughs> detailed DORs, daily observation reports. And I told her, I'm like, some of these things are going to take me time to do. So while I'm doing them, I don't want you just sitting there just like waiting for me to engage with you. So right. if you know, I'll let you know that I'm doing this and just maybe consider going through your your little training manual. Because we, we have our big training manual and then we're given supplies to make a smaller one that's personalized or catered to us oh. how we want to do it. Yeah, we right? call that our training Bible. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, you can review your notes in there. In the meantime, I'm like, I strongly encourage you to review your DORs. I send them to you every day. They're in your email um, because it's the only way you're going to remember things because I'm we're, we're getting to the point where now I'm having to repeat some things to you and that's going to become an issue if I have to continue to do that. Right. Right. So go through your DORs because I know, you know, you're getting all this new information and your brain can only store so many of these new files before it pushes the old old files into your subconscious. And I'm like, if you if you review your DORs, it moves those old files back to the forefront of your mental desk. Well, and especially in the first couple of weeks, you're being given, it's like an, it's an onslaught it of is. just it's a nonstop. ton of information. Yeah. And yeah, like... That's another thing that's making you feel stupid is you go home and you're like, I learned nothing today because I don't remember any of it. Right. And it's like, no, you do. Like, you, you'll have the recall eventually. It'll come back right. up. But you'll recall it when you need it. Yeah. And that's what it's important. Exactly. But, right. yeah. Well, and another thing, too. So, Norm was talking about a language line. And on the Facebook post, Janelle points out um, resources. Mm-hmm. Um, we have... And I think this is, you know, every dispatch center is different, right? We all function a little bit differently. Um, But one universal truth, I think, is resources. We all have a shitload of them. And we're all using multiple different resources to get through the day. Whether it's a website that we go to to, um, to pull up information, like... HTH has the license plate codes. Mm. It's a resource that we have that we hand out to our trainees when they come in. We give them the link and tell them, like, bookmark this because you're going to need it. Nice. We have Rapid SOS. We have a text 911 program. Oh, we do you? We have a language line. We do. Nice. Um, we have a language line. We have just, I mean, we have what... What's that we call? There's like a company that we call to let them know about traffic issues and they'll put it out over the radio. I don't remember... The name of it. Oh, you're talking about. Yeah, I'm not sure which. Uh, I mean, shadow we have, traffic. That sounds oh, right. Oh, that sounds right. Shadow yeah. traffic. That um, right. We used to get calls from someone. Yeah. Gabe was Gabe. it? Yeah. yeah. Um, we use. Wow. We our, miss you, Gabe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I 
like, babe. We use our counties. Um, our county has a really cool website that allows you to look at real-time road conditions. They have um, snapshots and live videos from the plows when we have snow. Yeah. And then they also have traffic cameras, so we can pull up traffic cameras if we need to. We have a ton of resources, just like an absolute ridiculous amount of them. So read those. Understand what they do. Mess around with them. Play with them. Write them down. Store them somewhere because there are more resources that I've forgotten about than I will ever remember. Right. You know, on your... Bookmarks and shortcuts Bookmarks, are your shortcuts, friends. And yeah, like we have a little binder at each of our consoles that says it's like helpful dispatch information. And it has stuff like menus. Uh, no, that's no. a whole different binder that oh, says okay. food menus. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, an equally important binder. <laughs> it Correct. is, yeah. Learn, Much larger. Learn what restaurants right. deliver. <laughs> With a it's rating system. It's literally like and... the first binder in our little. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we laugh about that, how it's more important than our schedule. There's no dust on it. The others you can't read because yeah, they're so Yeah, it's brand new. Yeah. It's like pristine condition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, but, you know, learn the resources. Keep track of them. Write them down. Do whatever you have to do to make sure that you remember to use them because that's how we do, like, 90% of our job yeah. is with outside resources. That yeah. yeah. You can't store it all. No. So you can't. You, you Just can't. remembering where it is. And the, the expectation, and this it. comes back to the, the whole... If you come in thinking you're going to remember all this shit, you're going to you're going to get slapped upside the head and not yeah. by a person, by reality. Because no one expects you to remember it. No one expects you to remember all of you it. You can't unless you but come in you and you need, have a photographic memory. You need to make an yeah. effort to write that stuff down or keep it somewhere. Because um, yep. that's the thing. It's not really about. It's about your. I don't. I don't know how to word this. You need to want to be better. It's not even necessarily about your performance or your skills right. coming into it. You just need to know where to find the resources, how to look them up, and how to use them. Yeah. So, yeah. I said that to my trainer yesterday. I'm like, you you want to fast forward to this, this place, and it's your desire to do the work to get there that's going to get you there quicker. Right. So yeah. how hard are you willing to work to get there? Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. When I, when early on in my, my illustrious career... Um, I had, a, I couldn't remember. So, you know, when you send out a, a, when you're doing a hit board here, that's, you know, you're, you're, you have somebody in custody, you're trying to send out a information to another agency because they have a warrant through that agency. So you have to verify that it's valid for those that don't know what that is or call it something different. So you have to locate it. Um, whereas the other way of somebody sending it to you, they have to locate it. So when you're doing one type, you have to remember to locate it. I'd always forget to locate it because we would do way less of those than we would do confirmations. So I would forget. And then somebody told me, well, you need four pieces of paper when you're all done (laughs) with these things printed out versus three, the way we did it. Oh, okay. Nobody ever told me this. So I thought about that. And I also took a giant note card and I wrote locate warrants and i put it in front of my monitors every damn day yep for like a year and a half it got put there because i knew it was there and guess what to this day i don't put the card out anymore but 
I don't forget to do it. I've had right. trainees that put post-its on their forehead that say report numbers because we had trainees that were, we, every trainee has this issue. We forget to issue report numbers for calls. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've had trainees who literally put a post-it note on their forehead because they're like, why can't I remember this? And I'm like, I don't know, but it's not just you. Every single one of us has had this issue. Interesting. Yeah. Do you, so you guys issue it based on... Depends what? on the department. Okay. Because all four of our departments do it differently. Okay. <laughs> So, so we don't issue, we know a lot of times that they're going to pull it, but we yeah. don't do it until it's requested of us. Right. See, and then we, we do, do it, it immediately. Yeah, we do it when we know. Like if we're running criminal histories and stuff, we have to have a report number attached. Mm. So even if they didn't ask for one, we attach one. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah but then they're depends. required to write a report, right? Correct. Or they can cancel the report, which we can't do. We can revoke it and recycle it for another call. But, but why would you cancel the report? If, if they decide that they're one. not going to... So you just needed it for your No, purposes? but like if, if an officer requests a report number right, and then says later on, never mind, this isn't a report, we oh. can just cancel the number and then... That, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. But if you assign one because of certain things they pulled and then they decide they don't want if to If I assign report, one because we're pulling a CQH, yeah. they're not revoking the report number. Okay. It'll, it'll that that was what I was trying to make sure. <laughs> no, it'll always okay. be there. So then there's, they're writing a report. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Very interesting. Um, and I know every I, there's some departments I've been told they pull a report number for every single incident that they respond to. Yeah. I'm like, right. are you? Man, no wonder some cops hate being cops. One of our departments does that, Lord. but they don't write a report on every single thing. And, and I know sometimes they're short, but, you know, meaning the report is like two lines of saying this right. is what happened. Nothing it's not further, like an yeah. in-depth report, whereas if they had a, a major incident or anything. But interesting. Anyway. Do you have uh, any other submissions on our Facebook page? So should, we were li- reading through one. Somebody put on the Facebook page, you can only do what you can do. And that's a little bit cryptic. It's, yeah, it sounds weird, but I understand what she means by that. Yes, right. It's, I think part of it is, um, and, and I'm going to interpret because I really don't actually know what she means. Um, the, it's That one's not so bad. It's one of those, like when people go, well, it is what it is. I will smack you. Okay? I don't want to hear that shit. It is what it is. Well, it ain't what it ain't. No shit. Thank you. Welcome to Norm getting offended about weird things. That's I right. I said it a lot. Yeah. I know. Sorry. No. Well, next um, time you well, get like, a hand I, upside your head, you'll I know. use the example of um, you can't make a dead person more dead. Right. To my trainees. Right. And they're like, that's fucking awful. And I'm like, but, okay, if someone calls you to report that someone is yeah. in cardiac arrest nothing you're going to say is going to make that situation worse. It's already right. as bad as it's going to get. Right. Um. So, like, you can't make it. And I learned that in paramedic school. You can't make a dead person deader. Right. I was going to say, yeah. The only debtor, thing you can do is make it that's better. Why, that's you why, can't make it worse. Like, that's why deader is not a word, right? Unless you're, like, decapitating people after. But that's, we're not doing that. So. But they're, they're still mm. dead. They don't, right. Dead is dead. It's zero. Right. Like, and then you can't go negative. For dead. tampering with a dead body. But. Hmm. Um, but no, I understand what she means with the, you, you can only do what you can do. Right. You can't. You're meaning, limited. We're limited in our. That's right. Meaning you, you have do. to yeah. be able to allow yourself. If you've done everything you know that you, you know mm-hmm. how to do and that you've been trained to do and the outcome of the situation is still negative. Yep. That's not as long as you, again, I'm going to put the caveat in there. As long as you did your job the way you were trained to do and you're required to do. That's not your fault. Yes. Now, 
like the example I gave earlier, you go to the wrong address or you put the wrong thing in and there's a problem. Yes, that's going to be that's your, on you, that's that's gonna be that your problem. Um, but yeah, I, I, you have to be able to let it go. And that's one of the things I was going to say. I think people a lot of times underestimate how much we really know about what happens with calls. So I, we, I get people now that they'll, they'll text me, hey, you know about this accident over here? Dude, that's like 75 miles from here. Like, no, it's not inside my county. We don't have a secret uh, connection to every right. other department to see exactly what happened and who was involved. And, well, can you find out? Why don't you just call them? What, you think I have a special card? I, if we put punch in a code on the phone and this other department's going to give me all this information? No. Let's, we, we don't have... have a special club. Even <laughs> even, But even then, so one of our agencies currently is working a... Uh, I don't know how to phrase this, a higher priority incident, a somewhat weird case um, that's been publicized locally. It's not like a huge national story, but people, because it's one of the agencies that I work for, people are like, so do you know what happened? And I'm like, no. Right. And they're like, well, you got, you got to know something. And I'm like, no, I wasn't there and I'm not investigating it. Right. I know um, what you read. Yeah, like, I, do I, I have, yeah. I probably have mm-hmm. a little bit more privileged information about who was involved and their background. Yeah. But as far as what went down in the, like, I wasn't there. I it doesn't know. get shared with you. Right. You, I, I'm sorry, this is going to sound bad. We have great relationships with most of the officers and right. detectives and people that we work with. But we don't get more information. We're, we're yeah. Not, they're not going we're to include We're still not police us. officers or investigators or detectives. We're not. And it's not that they're, they're not excluding us to be mean. Right. They no, but just, it's part you're of not going to be included. It's part of their job. Yeah. They're well, not going to include us in all I think some people, I think early on, because if you have a relationship with them, you, you, there's maybe an expectation from some folks that they would tell you because you do have this relationship. Right. But they're not. You might, you, there's a chance. So if you have a good relationship, and right. I would encourage you to foster good relationships with the people Absolutely. that you dispatch with. Not romantic Go ones, out, no, but like regular no, ones. Right, exactly. <laughs> foster good relationships with yes, them. Working have a good relation, working relationship check with, in with them. Talk to them. Have some banter with them. Whatever you need to do to mm-hmm. have a good working relationship with them, I encourage. Even if it's going to events with some of them, you know, if you're invited or whatever. Awesome. Right. Because it's smart, it's camaraderie, and they know, they see you then. Right. So those people will be more likely to give you some closure. Right. Provided it's not an active, crazy investigation. Right. And then they're going to give you very lim- limited information, if any. So exactly. you might have this this great relationship with them, but they are not going to tell you because they can't risk the information getting out. And there's lots of people that are unscrupulous and we'll put that information out there. Right. right. So. And there, I mean, there are certain situations where we do get, so I, I don't want to call it privileged information, but like, um, you know, my sister-in-law will text me and be like, there are three fire engines and two ambulances and five cop cars at my neighbor's house. Like, is something going on? And I'll be like, and my answer will literally be like, yeah, everything's fine. It's nothing you need to worry about. And she's like, okay, great. Thanks. Yes. I can give out that much information. Correct. Right. Or I'll be like, hey, guys, avoid this area because we have a chase going on and the driver just fled on foot and da da da. But, and I mean, other than that, when we have, like, again, these big cases where there's a huge investigation going on, no, I don't have 
I don't have more information than anyone else does. No. And I feel like after a certain point when you've been doing this for a certain amount of time, you're just not really interested in the details anymore. No. Right. You know, I mean, some things are like, I, I'd like to know. You right. Know? But like 99% of the calls we take, I'm just like, whatever. It's it's the same thing with with different characters, mm-hmm. essentially. You know, yeah. I'm just, I'm not interested anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Unless it's like you said, unless it's crazy and you, it's a, a random unique situation you might want to know more about it right Um, a lot of times i like when we had a double homicide like i checked in with the deputies not to know what was going on but like to make sure that they were okay correct you know like i don't i I know what happened they were murdered you know that's that's the extent of of my giving a shit right i don't need to know motives or the whole psychological breakdown of what what happened i like to know those things but i don't sit around worrying about it i'm not not gonna bother them hey what's what's going on over there what's going on yeah exactly i'm not gonna harass people about what's going on but um agreed but you don't get closure there's no closure a lot of the times with your calls right yeah unless you have debriefings which is good but you're only going to get those for the the you know, the heavy shit. The, the big ones, right. yeah. Right. So, I mean, that is an important thing to keep in mind is that you're not going to have, like, privileged information, really, for the most part. You're not going to know more about what's happening in the community, necessarily, when it comes right. to big stuff right. like that. And, yes, you, um, Linda says, you can only do what you can do. That is a good thing to keep in mind. You you are limited by um, the resources that you have and the, the skills that you have. However, if you're not using all of those resources and skills, that's on you. Right. But if you do everything and you do everything correctly and the outcome is still shitty, yeah, that's not your fault. Right. Correct. So, and that, that's going to happen a lot. Yeah. It is. I think, um, and I... More often than not. Teach this in, because I do CPR classes and I always talk about this in my CPR classes. 10% of out-of-hospital cardiac arrest survive. 10% wow. of out-of-hospital cardiac... Okay. So that's... A pretty low percentage. Yeah, it is. Um, 10% of them survive. 10% of people who suffer from cardiac arrest outside of a hospital setting survive. So um, know that even when you do everything correctly for those patients that you're trying to do CPR on, it's not always going to make a difference. Sometimes you're just prolonging the... The The inevitable. um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. the the call to say that they, they... passed away because they'll transport them to the hospital but they probably have already passed away before they ever got there exactly yeah so yeah i like that yeah and again like norm and i were saying it's sort of worded a little bit cryptically but i understand what she was getting yeah at, of, which course. Is, of course of um, course and i'm teasing a little bit because right it's yeah one of those it is messages. it's like a it's, funny it's typical uh of us to make a crazy uh make some like it is what it is exactly uh-huh. Um, and Jackie on here says, um, make sure you treat every call as a new call, regardless. Like if you get the same complaint 10 times a week from the same person, that doesn't always mean that it's the same call. Yes, that's true. And that's a good thing. I think it goes um, along with like Norm was talking about complacency Mm -hmm. and you get comfortable in taking the same call from the same person. Yep. And those are the kind of mistakes that get people killed. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because yesterday I just took a call from someone who he's a younger person, um, might even be a teenager. I haven't looked yet, but he calls us a lot to report different things in his neighborhood, a suspicious person, a car, reckless driver, whatever. And it's always one of these like, oh, here we go again. He's the neighborhood right. watch kid. Um 
And like, what's going on here? Like, it's it's weird. But then yesterday he called and he had a different question. And I was like, I did not expect that. Right. You know, I totally anticipated him complaining about a neighbor or a random person walking through his neighborhood. He might not have even done anything. Um, but I was like, oh, that was Oh, he actually had like refreshing. a question. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know about that. But he, uh, it, it was something about... Um, Damn it, I can't remember what it was, but it was totally not... Oh, it had to do with not like somebody normal. coming to pick up property from his house because he had like a restraining order against the person. Got it. Okay. And, uh, I was, you know, it was not the typical question from him or the right. typical complaints. It's interesting that you bring that up because it literally just happened to me last night on our show. Yeah, so. we had one guy, I don't know if he still calls, but he would call a lot and report people outside of his house. And for a long time, it was not true. And then the one time, it was. Right. So. Right. And it's, yeah, it's weird. Because, um, yeah, falling into that complacency can really be detrimental to right. or stuff labeling, that happens. Or labeling that person, right. for lack of a better term, crazy. Right. You, you know? can't make assumptions. And you can't really make assumptions no. about callers. Like, you, you get information on the phone from one person, and you start making assumptions about what's going on. Right. We're not there. We're getting one side of the story. Yep. And um, and it's funny because almost always when we do get a second party on the phone, who's the other side of what other, the complaint mm-hmm. is, um, then you and your partner are sitting there saying like, well, my complaint is saying that your guy hit him. Right. And your partner's like, no, 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 no. Your guy hit my guy because my guy's got it on video. And then you and your partner are sitting there arguing about what happened. And you're like, well, shit, neither one of us goes with, knows what's going on now because right. we're getting two very different stories right. about this. Right. It almost always, um, when it comes to that stuff, is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, yeah. sorry to say. No, but it is. Or, yeah. or maybe I shouldn't say a lie because people lie all the time about this stuff. They do it. We hear it. We've had it where they say something on the phone and then when they... The deputy gets out there. The officer gets out there. They say, oh, I never said that. Well, here it is right on the tape. Hell, they'll do it on the call with me. Exactly. They'll do it on the call. They'll say this. I go, well, you just said this a minute. I never said that. Would you like me to play the tape back for you to hear what you said? Because this is your voice. Yeah, making Um, but making assumptions in any case can be extremely dangerous, even if it's a person that you talk to every single day and they call about the same thing every single day. Right. Don't make assumptions that that's why they're calling. Nope. Nope. I agree. Because one day it's going to be for something else. And right. you're going to be like, oh, shit, I did not handle that correctly. Right. So, one of the right. things I think, uh, you know, people don't realize uh, before they get into this is how hard your schedules are. Mm-hmm. Like, we're used to it. We we work certain shifts. But if you're not used to, odds are you're going to be put on a shift based on your seniority and the need of your center. So if... Um, if you get hired on and you're low man on the totem pole and they need somebody on their overnight shift, that's where you're going to be. And you're probably going to be there for a while. Right. And if you aren't used to that, you better get used to it. Right. Because you don't have a choice in the matter. And well, you, you do. You can quit. But otherwise, limitations it's, you to know. your schedule based on your lifestyle. You need to make that known during your interview. Right. And make it very clear. It's totally fine to go into an interview and say, I'm only available on these dates at this time. Yeah. That's completely fine. Make sure you make them aware of that before you actually get a conditional offer. Correct. Because if you then get an offer and they're like, well, we can only have you work these hours and you never said anything, yeah. you're stuck. 
Yeah. And it's going to look bad on you to be like, well, I can't actually work that. Right. Right. And some agencies, it's just not going to fly. You know, you're right. Some, on, some on agencies are able all three shifts in your yeah. training. You don't know where you're going to be assigned and yeah. you're low man. So you're going to go where you're going to go. Some of them are able to accommodate you and other centers are not. Yeah. Well, and I'm talking about just once you get released. So training wise, yeah, you're going to you need the exposure on all of those shifts. But, right. you know, when you get released by us, it's a year at a time. You bid for your shift. It's based on seniority and what they pick. And then you're left with whatever. Yep. And uh, it's going to be that way for a while because a lot of these places don't have a lot of turnover. Right. So, yeah, I'm prepared 13, for it. 13 years in and I don't have enough seniority for day shift still. Yeah. See, and I'm eight years and I'm second in seniority now. Yeah. So. I think part of that is because of the age of a lot of the people that we have. Right. It's very similar. And they, and they started. started beforehand. Right. So We're gonna they're not going to retire. Soon. Yeah. So we'll be hiring soon, guys. That's right. Yeah. We're going to have a bunch of people retiring. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, we, we I know a couple at least already. That yeah, a couple of them. They're counting the days. Yep. So I think I mean, to kind of wrap wrap this up because we've been going for a while now. Yeah. There's a lot of things that you should know before you get into this. Um, talk to a dispatcher if you're interested. Yes. Do a sit along. Do a sit along if, if it's allowed. Um, understand that it's going to be different at every single agency that you mm-hmm. go to. And understand that this, I know people say this about every job, right? This is not the job for everyone. And it sounds corny and weird, but it's true. And that's okay. And yeah, there's, I was going to say, there's no shame in it not being the job for you. Hell no. Because there's plenty of jobs that are not for me. And I'm not ashamed to admit that. Right, like, right. Hard pass. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, thank you. And I mean, a huge shout out to people that do those jobs because you guys are freaking amazing and I couldn't do what you do every day. Like, right. Um, especially being an EMT and coming from that field, people are like, why don't, why didn't you ever become a firefighter? And I'm like, fuck, no, I'm not interested in running into burning buildings. I'm all set. Thank you very much. Right. <laughs> not the job for me. Absolutely not the job for me. Does that mean I think firefighters are dumb? No, like they're incredible. And right. They're, of course. They tapes, it you takes bet. a specific type of person to be able to do that. Right. Right. So, um, it's not the job for everyone, and you shouldn't be ashamed if you end up getting hired on somewhere, going through training, it. and not making it out the other end of it. You know, but it could also be the again the the not the environment, but the department. Yes. You know, there's different places have different requirements, um, and it's not that they're lowering their standards; it's what they need at their department. Right. And by no means are you substandard because you didn't make it. You just can't fit the bill at that place because they have the, every place has their own specific way of doing things. They have a different pace. They have, there's all kinds of stuff. Different needs. Right. And and we talk about like by us, we have, you know, six people in the center at a given time. Um, If we're fully staffed that day, you know, somebody didn't take off. Um, There are some places you're the lone, lone man. Right. Working for eight hours. And, I can't uh, imagine that. I know. That's, that's a lot God of pressure. God bless you. But you, don't, you only have so many people to do, but it's all on you. Right. So their training program and shifts and everything may be completely different. So that doesn't mean give up. Right. Now, if you know that the context of the job that you're doing right. is not going to work for you because it's too much, then it's going to be that's that totally way. Right. Fine. You have to be and honest find, with yourself. Yeah. With that. yeah. Find something else that works for you. And, uh, but yeah, it's it's not the job for everyone. It's going to be incredibly stressful. It's going to be 
difficult and there you're going to have bad days and you're going to be yep um, and that's okay yeah yeah talk about it <laughs> yeah I, I i was thinking about that while we were while we've been here talking and um you want to be strong you want to show that you can take it um whether you're in training or whether you're released and you're you're you know doing the job right um but you can't do it by yourself. And sometimes people outside of your job don't understand what you're dealing with. So you have to talk to somebody inside. Right. There's a number of people, you know, there's there's several people, some family members that learn and they get it. And that's amazing. Um, but a lot of them won't. So it's not because they don't want to. It's just because you, you can't explain it to them. They right. have to experience it. So you have to look to your peers um, for comfort or for, you know, just to get Guidance. it out of your system. Yeah. Right, right, a, a, an ear to, to listen to you. Mm-hmm. So, and that's okay, and it's, it's encouraged. Um, you, you, gotta, you have to make that because if you don't and you keep holding it in and you feel like you have nobody to talk to, that's when bad stuff starts happening to you. Right. Um, you know, you become unhealthy, you get bitter, you get, there's all kinds of things that happen and, and it's important to get it out and release it. Um, if you find that you have people that are close to you outside of the job that can't capacitate what it is you do. And right. that's okay because they can't. You yeah. Know, I, I don't want you to feel bad because your your mom or your sister or your spouse doesn't understand it. They just don't have that ability because they're not in it. It's a very different world. Yeah. But For sure. I can tell you, again, if you are someone who's interested in this as a career um, and if you're able to get through it and get through training mm-hmm. and do all of that, um, you know, we all joke around and we bitch and complain about our jobs just like everyone else. It's an incredibly rewarding career. Absolutely. Um, we wouldn't have been in it for this long and continuously doing it and being more involved than most because we have HTH and we have other mm-hmm. platforms like that that we're working on. Um, we wouldn't be this involved in it if it wasn't a wonderful right. place to be. Right. Agreed. It's tough because the industry is difficult. We have a huge turnover rate. It's very stressful. Um, you know, there's a huge understaffing problem. Oh, yeah. But we're all here because it's still amazing. Right. Um. So don't think that it's all dark and sad and depressing and and horrible and (laughs) angry. And yeah, like it's not. It it really is wonderful. You'll meet incredible people. You'll make the best friends that you've ever had. Yes. Your sense of humor will be so, so elite. (laughs) Like the most elite humor ever. Um, (laughs) The fucking bougie humor. Yeah. (laughs) Bougie. I don't know about bougie bougie humor. humor. Bougie Slash humor, right? Trash yeah. humor. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like stupid. horrible and very intelligent yeah. at the same yeah. time, but and also very dark. Yeah, you can only say certain things to certain, certain people. people. Yeah. That's correct. Otherwise, you look very. It's like that weird. <laughs> right. Awful. It's like that weird Facebook group you're in that you won't tell anybody about. It's kind of like mm. that. Moving on. We will see you guys next time. Yes, <laughs> on the next podcast. Yes. Thanks for joining us. Check us out on Humanizing the Headset on Facebook, Instagram. The tweeter. The tweeter. Yeah. 
Yeah. What else are we on? LinkedIn. LinkedIn. We're on LinkedIn? Yeah, we are. I guess I should join that. I didn't even realize. I don't even have a LinkedIn. I'm not professional enough for that. (laughs) I get requests all the time. I'm like, I don't know what my password is. I got to figure this shit out. So I'm trying to be more active on LinkedIn. It's like every couple days, I'm just throwing something on there. YouTube. We have the the YouTube YouTube. channel where we've been throwing the 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 yoga yoga videos up. Saturday schools. And of course, visit our website. We have merchandise. You can support one of our shirts. And if yeah. you it's good have, times. We have a lot of stuff. We do we have do. a lot of stuff. We need some shirts with pictures of me on it because I'm sure lots of people would love to have those. Mm. I'd wear that. I would wear it. Yeah. Or maybe it would just be like a, a big dick or something. Oh. Look, here's Norm. Oh. I would like a no? bikini top personally, uh, but. <laughs> me too. Okay. Your face and then Brenda. Until okay. next time, everybody. We'll see you. Okay. Have fun. Bye. Bye.